When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, all cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm happy to be back. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great. It's good to have you back, Josh. I mean, we had an, uh, a wonderful substitute by Shiv Marjoria last week, but, uh, you know, we're, we're brothers in FPL, Josh, and it's always mm-hmm. good to be podcasting with you. Yeah, it's good to be back. It was nice to uh, it's nice to take a you know a little a tiny little break, but I didn't feel like I really took a break because I was I was following uh, those matches very closely. It was a real it was a sweat for me uh, this mm-hmm. last week. I, you know I you you know it's I have to remember sometimes you know we do a, a Patreon pod you know at midweek, and so I often end up talking about this stuff. But uh, we we so recorded after twenty six was done, but twenty six was you know for anyone who's was a pod to pod listener, Brandon. I sure. missed the end of 26. Yeah, they love the continuity. Midweek was pretty dramatic, uh, pretty, pretty hair raising uh, stuff, <laughs> especially if you didn't have Salah. The, the first half of that Leeds Liverpool match, if you had Salah <laughs> captain but not triple captain, was about as bad as it gets. And then he effectively lost a point in the second mm-hmm. half. And so I'll take yeah, that. He as walked a, it back a little bit. He walked it back a little bit, which felt like a, a tiny, tiny victory. Yeah, uh, I was all over the place, like so many people were uh, when it came to what to do for twenty six, and and maybe people were in the same boat about twenty seven. I feel like twenty seven was a little, a little less dramatic, just because it was it was more of a blank game week, you know, mm-hmm. and you either you were either free hitting or or you're just trying to get through it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, trying to know what your free hit status was, or whether you felt like it was worth playing or not, and. Um, you know, I, I don't really think there were any other strategies that made sense. That's certainly no one was triple capping anybody this week or anything like that. But um, I feel like uh, the free hit, I think, was ultimately a pretty good move. Um, I'm certainly happy with how it's gone so far. I mean, I, I've free hit three Burnley players, and I've got a total of six points. I guess eight. Uh, I've oh, you love doubled. to see it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But the other players, the the less dramatic <laughs> players, like uh, yeah, Mr. The good players. Harold, Harold <laughs> Canning. Uh yeah. You know, Harry Kane was great, and um, you know, I brought in uh, Tellez, Alex Tellez. I got nine points from Tellez. Like, yeah, hashtag no, random. No one is more free hit than Tellez, you know, and uh, <laughs> and that was just like a total punt, right? Because I had Lieberman's mm-hmm. first bench too, and so actually, when he got eight over the weekend, I was like, on Friday, I was like, well, why? Why didn't I just start Lieberman's? Like, I, I think mm-hmm. I think Norwich have scored fifteen total goals on the season so far. So why didn't you <laughs> tell me why? Tell me why, Josh. Well, I think it was just. It was the many, many weeks when I had played Livermento and I got one or zero points from him. You know, it was like it was I had a long I, I just felt very burned by by him. Sure. Over, over, Let me you tell know, you the, about Josh yeah. Brownhill. Yeah, the yeah, the brown. Well, you, you really had the highs and lows with Josh Brownhill, haven't you? Oh, my God. Unreal. I mean, and I still I'm still reliant upon Josh Brownhill because Burnley have become such an important FPL team in the last yeah. few weeks and the weeks to, to come. So it's like, 
on the one hand, it's great that Josh Brownhill has hit some form and some consistent starting because of that form. Uh, Now it's incumbent upon him to score points when I actually start him. So, you know, if you're listening, Josh. What are we, yeah, and they still have some doubles to come too. The whole mm-hmm. the whole situation with Burnley is is weird. I mean, I Aaron Lennon, I guess he was the player to go for. I, I mean, I don't know. Veghorst. I mean, it's like yeah, you look at you look at his return and you think okay, uh, two points from Veghorst, uh, massive flop. Uh, well, first of all, obviously we shouldn't say flop because he's got a arguably the better match to come um, on Tuesday, uh, yeah. and also he you know hit the crossbar and he had a marginally offside goal. So um, you know there's certainly a universe where he has a goal and three bonus points in this game, right? Veghorst is the same or a little bit better than recently us captaining Watford strikers. Now, you know, hindsight being what it is, we probably wouldn't have captained the likes of Dennis or Josh King. Yeah. In previous weeks, but Veghorst and Burnley, right guy, right team, right yeah. double fixture. You know, it's it's a bet and you, it's got to go your way. Uh, um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, fingers crossed for Leicester. Leicester, I think next to Leeds have the worst expected goals against in the league right now. So, yeah. you know, I'm feeling they're, positive. They're terrible on set pieces, too, which, which should be, uh, you know, helpful for. For Ben Mee as well, my one of my other free hit players. Maybe, maybe Nick Pope. You know, maybe he's going to come out there and, and take a corner, Brandon, the 97th minute. I mean, anything's, anything's <laughs> I love how Nick yeah. Pope, the tallest man on the pitch, is yeah. like, you know what? I don't want to be in the box. I just want to take the corner. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is like, it'll be like Allison last year, you know? Allison, by the way, must have been so sad to miss out on the uh, the League Cup final today. I feel like that was a, it's a great match. Uh, it was a fun, uh, you know, a, a real uh, not all nil-nils are the same kind of match. It was an mm-hmm. extremely dramatic match. Tons of marginally offside goals or players Sure, if anybody out there up. says that penalties are a lottery, uh, that's mm-hmm. the nail in that coffin, Josh. Uh, with Keppa against Kelleher. That's uh, true. Yeah. Just trophy. get to, just get to 11, you know, exactly. Just make the first 10 and then, uh, yeah. Oh God. I mean, poor Keppa. I mean, I, 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 maybe, I don't know. I, I, I'm not one of these people who feels like you can never feel bad for players who are professionals because they're making so much money or whatever. I, I, he had to feel a little bad for him. It was the most Keppa thing I don't, ever, I right? don't. He, uh, se- he seems like he sucks. As a person, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it's a big moment. It's a big, it's a big moment to, to fly. And this is like the second league cup final in a row that's ended with just massive Kepa drama. Uh, so, you know, I guess he did win one of them already. So yeah, what goes around comes around, but yeah. Yeah. So I finished on 60 points in game week 27. I, I basically was neutral in, in 26. I, 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 I wild carded and some triple captain style. I sort of survived it. Um, the a team I would have brought in would have done a little better, um, but only by 10 points is how I worked it out. So say la vie, uh, but 60 points on the free hit, uh, gets me up inside the top 30 K, uh, even with auto subs, looks like I'm around 29 K. Uh, and then I have Veghorst, me and Pope to come. So I, I don't really see a scenario where I don't end up with a green arrow this week. Um, so mm-hmm. that is, uh, a good feeling and, you know, and, and gaming 28 is, is, you know, right on the corner. That's a, you know, a massive double game because we're going to talk about on today's pod. Uh, but just quickly, Brendan, how did you do in, in game week? How'd you fare in game week 27? Yeah, I didn't play a chip. I took a minus four. I'm net 47 on 51 mm-hmm. points and I burned four to get in Rafinha for Jota and Veghorst came in for Josh King. Goodbye, okay. Josh King. Fairly well. Yeah. Uh, Captain Veghorst. 
and I'm on a green arrow as well. And with Brown Hill and Bay Horse to play, uh, I feel like that green arrow is locked in, but I'm still yeah. sort of like in stasis mode. Um, yeah. around 300 K I'm up like 10 K spots at this yeah. point, but you were, but, 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 but I feel like go- mm-hmm. you're up 85 K in 26. Right. So that's, that's a nice, you know, continuation. I feel like, well, it's a continuation of sorts where I was up like a hundred K in game week 24, then down 125 K. <laughs> right. the, the swings right. have been great. The swings yeah. have been great. So, yeah. so I expect to finish game week 27, right around 300 K, uh, which is, you know, sort of resets where I was at game week 24. But I'll say this, yep. like you're in the midst of the FPL managers who are in chip madness you yep. wild carded into yep. a free hit i suspect you're going to bench boost in 28 we'll talk more about that yep. and i'm just kind of trying to cling on to dear life um as i drive my squad into game week 30 without chips and then wild card out of that so the mm-hmm. fact that i look like i'm definitely going to have a green arrow in game week 27 with no chips feels like whew, like i i sort of survived in a way and that feels good is there any, and again, we could talk about this in a minute, but is there any scenario where you would, um, you would wildcard in 28? No, there is no scenario for me just cause I feel like at, like I've kind of like already put into action this transfer strategy that's bringing in game week 30 players. Mm-hmm. I've like, I've like gone this far and I think the concern and you tell me what your plan is post game week 30 is what do you do with your squad? Then, like getting yeah. in city players, maybe Chelsea players, et cetera, who you're who you're missing. Um, I feel like my whatever advantage I might have now would be to wild card after game week 30. So if my goal is to yeah. break break through manage like managers in the top 250k who are probably in the same strategy that you are right now, Josh, a, yeah. a certain percentage of them. Um, it feels right to me to just yeah. sort of stick, you know, if I look at my, my sort of organic, not if I didn't wildcard lineup going into 28 and 29, I'm fine. I'm set up. I've got, I'm probably going to have seven double game weekers for 28. I'm, I don't feel like I'm at a massive disadvantage here. Mm-hmm. So my feeling is yeah. advantage could be gained to get a different squad after game week 30. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would, I might counter and I don't mean to be like a total, you know, um, well, you know, this is just a, it's a discussion, you know, and just, we'll throw it out there. Is this I have pure lots content. of fun. I had lots of fun opening content, Brent. I think I'm going to scrap it all just so we can talk about this for a second. Uh, I mean, I think that there's sort of two ways to look at it. I mean, you know, I think I'm going to have, I think something like 10 double game week players this week. Uh, and then, and then, maybe roughly that many, maybe I guess it won't be quite so many for, for 29. Um, and you know, I, I probably seven, something like that. It depends on if I bring out any Newcastle players this week. Um, and I feel like, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, you know, I feel like your strategy requires you to, to maybe, you know, not maximize two big double game weeks that are coming back to back in game weeks, 28 and 29. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, there, there might be a universe where you could wildcard in 28 to set yourself up for a bench boost team in 29 and give yourself enough players for game week 30. I mean, that's kind of what I did in 26 when I wild yeah. Right. But then and so there's no, nothing's changed really. And, you know, it really kind of depends, I think also what happens with the, um, uh, with the FA cup matches this week, right? Like if Southampton 
lose to West Ham, then Southampton have a fixture in game week 30 as well. Then suddenly uh, Broja, Broja, uh, Broja and Livermento, you know, or whomever, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Angus Gunn, like you could sort of think about like a a handful of players uh, that you could possibly have. You know, on a wild card, you could they could play in 28 and then you'd have them for the double and then you would also have them for game week 30 as well. So there are, mm-hmm. I think, I, I would at least keep open the possibility of wild carding just to maximize these next two because I just, you know, I, 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 I hear what you're saying about having the edge in 31, but I just don't know if you're going to have as many big doubles down the line that's going to make it worth, you know, worth waiting for. Yeah, I hear you. I think, I mean, I have... I, I have some of those doublers that you're talking about. Now, I don't have all of them. And so this, the thing that has not worked out for me uh, in 26 and 27 is those differentials over chip players being Cancelo and Bowen uh, haven't come through. They haven't paid off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and had that happened, I think that um, non, non-chip players would be in a much better situation. Uh, but I think that is really a viable strategy is to have high ceiling, really quality players who are not optimized for this current, you know, 26 through game week 30 chip strategy. Uh, so, you know, you're kind of subject to the matches at that point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I can I can see I can see the argument. I just I, I worry that you're going to end up falling back you know, these next two weeks and then starting in 31, you're going to have to, it's going to take a couple of weeks on that wild card to reclaim what you lost. And then you only have six weeks left of the season, you know, talk to me about your, what's your strategy after game week 30? Honestly, I'm just going to deal with that then. I mean, I mean, I look ahead to 30 to, to game week, you know, I mean, I'm going to have three Liverpool, right? Just like, I have them right now and I'm going to, I'm going to keep them and I'm just going to bench them in game week 30. Right. So I have three Liverpool. And then from there, I mean, I, I plan to have, I plan to hold sun through game week 30 as well. Um, I mean, I guess maybe sun moves temporarily and I, and I bring him back in, in, in 31. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if I bring in a less of a Chelsea player, right. And we can talk about the, about them having a double in a second. Um, you know, they play, they've got a nice run after, um, after game week 30, um, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, even, even leads, I've got two of them right now. They have, they have a fixture in 30 and they've got a fixture in 31. Um, you know, they play, I mean, obviously every team has a fixture in 31 at this moment. Uh, they play Southampton at home and Watford away in 31 and 32. So, you know, I feel like already I'm looking at like seven or eight players that I, you know, that I'll have. And so I just don't know how different my team would really look like, I mean, you could make an argument for like loading up on Chelsea cause they have all these doubles coming up, but I don't really even know who I would, you know, who I really want on Chelsea at the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it would be Rudiger, but like, you know, holding out so that I can wildcard in Rudiger doesn't feel like worth saving my wildcard for, you know, I'm mean, just, just to name one player, or, you mm-hmm. know, certainly, you know, even Mason Mount, right? Like I'm not even sure that Mason Mount is like a player I'd really argue for targeting in game week 28. Right. Even though they have what looks like a, what looks like will be a double away to Burnley to away to Norwich. But, you know, would you target anyone in the midfield or forward spots for Chelsea right now? No. Yeah. Yeah. You ask me a yes or no question, Josh, and I'll give you an answer. <laughs> yeah. So I don't <laughs> know. It's a negative. I, yeah. it, it would, it, I would own as many midfielders and forwards from Chelsea as goals they are uh, scoring in open yeah. play right now, which is zero. So of the te- – okay, so I mean just thinking about a wild card, this is like a we're, – we're really going an interesting spot. But I guess it's useful because there are, are probably managers like you who have a wild card right now. They're considering playing it in 28, 29, or 31. 
right? Mm-hmm. I guess no one's really going to wildcard in 30. And so you look at the teams that have uh, postponed matches to be rescheduled, right? You've got Chelsea. They have two left to be rescheduled. Assuming that the Norwich one falls in 28, they'll have Arsenal and Leicester still. Uh, Leicester have three left. Uh, Spurs have one. Arsenal have two. I currently have three Arsenal players on my uh uh, on my, you know, on my wildcard team. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, I feel like a little covered there. Everton have two, but I don't really want anyone from Everton. Uh, Villa have one. Um, I have Coutinho right now on my wildcard team. Uh, Burnley have two. Again, it's like, doesn't, after the last couple of weeks, doesn't feel, I mean, like, you know, having one Burnley defender, maybe, you know, doesn't feel essential though. And then Norwich have one. And like, that's, I don't want anyone from Norwich, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I think when you look at it through that lens, you're like, well, my, I might as well just wildcard now. Um, and just, and just get in all these, you know, players and take it. I don't know who I miss. Who am I missing though that I need? Uh, I don't know. I mean, do you have Coutinho or a way to get him? I mean, I think, uh, yeah, that's actually my transfer plan for game week 28 is a free transfer, uh, Bowen to Coutinho. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe you're fine. I don't know. Maybe game week 29 makes sense too. You know, Harry, Harry know. Kane yeah. is probably the, is the guy who, um, I'd probably want, but yeah. this go like the way I played my free hits around the holidays was to free hit, to get major captaincy options yeah. or to plug some holes and it didn't work for me. So yeah. a wild card just to get in one or two players right now yeah. to end up with a squad primed for the next three game weeks. And then is like, I don't know what after yeah. that for yeah. me doesn't. Uh, and I'm not saying like, wow, I've, I'm really like, you know, galaxy brain this season. I haven't, uh, it's not feeling right to me for my situation. No, I think that's fair. I mean, I was just, I'm just introducing it yeah, as, I, as an idea, you know? Yeah. It's, it's good. I mean, I'm going to have a lot of FOMO uh, with bench boosters and, and triple yeah. captains uh, in the next two weeks. Yeah. I just know you're, you're always a bird in the hand type manager, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm saying maybe, maybe consider the two in the bush, you know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> what are those two things in the bush? I don't even really know. You know, <laughs> yeah, what's in the bush? It's like the end. Of, other, it's like the, it's the other way around. Are you a two in the bush? And I'm a bird in the hand. I'm I imagining even, the end of seven, and Brad Pitt has got the gun pointed, and he's like, "What's in the bush?" Yeah, come think, on. Yeah, I think I'm the bird in the hand, and you're the two in the bush. I think that's what it is. You're. That's like Jesus. two transfers. You're two transfers in the bush, Brandon. <laughs> that's what you. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, all right, let's let's move on here. Yeah, how do we get out of uh, here? Yeah, Jeremy Naylor said, uh, how do you deal with your 15-year-old son passing you in your mini league because he had cane, you didn't? Is primogeniture still a thing? I actually mm. Googled that, Brent. It st- is still the law of the land. Uh, Thank God. The, uh, yeah. the uh, aristocracy Firstborn son. In England. There we, we go. Yeah, we need someone <laughs> to, to come and talk to us about that in a future pod. International <laughs> break, maybe. He says, should I bring in Kane for the double? Okay, so obviously that's just a, a, a fun comment, but it did get me thinking about Harry Kane and... He is back, right? I thought he was terrific mm-hmm. uh, in that Leeds match. Um, that pass to Son at the end mm-hmm. was incredible. He really looked, he looked great. There was something mentioned. I don't remember where I picked it up, but they were talking about uh, Antonio Conte and his issues with the Spurs squad, and he's a big fitness guy, and he apparently had issues with player fitness around the squad. And yeah. the feeling was for, like just the timeline from when – um, the Spurs camp started in the summer to now Harry Kane's fitness has just like, like yeah. really gotten back to where it should have been at yeah. the start of the season. Yeah. So it seems like it's probably a form thing because Kane's yep. game is 
really built on form and yeah. also definitely a fitness thing. So it's all yeah. coming together for Kane right now, which is yeah. good news. You wonder if he maybe took off the summer, um, you know, just to uh, make sure he didn't like re-injure his ankle. I mean, if you're about to make a hundred million dollar move, right, there's probably a, a pretty good chance that you're... I mean, he did play you know, in the Euros, but... Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, that, that is true. like a yeah. mental... Yeah. There's a mental tax there. And I don't know if like... Like match fitness is not yeah. something like just keep playing 90 minute matches forever and you will remain match fit. I don't think yeah. it works that way. No, I, yeah. And I guess like that's maybe he just wasn't thoroughly motivated yeah. to, to right. actually, you know, destroy his body uh, right. to get back to Spurs when they wouldn't <laughs> let him leave. Yeah. Um, all right. So we talked about the League Cup final. We started talking about gaming 28 already. Um, you know, I in the League Cup final, by the way, uh, Reese James and Diego Jota are officially back. Uh, Aspel left the match with a with a TBD issue, um, and I think it was around the fifty seventh minute. Um, and uh, James came in and played the rest of the match, so he's back and possibly even safer than usual, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is is you know an encouraging development um if you're you know if you're looking to be a little bit different on a, on a with a transfer or wild card whatever you might be considering game week 28 uh and speaking of chelsea uh we kind of jumped the gun with this but uh as of today there was an announcement that the uh there's very likely they i think they, the club itself actually came out and said this uh that a double is, is extremely likely the department of fantasy of, at stanford bridge yeah, came out I with guess. an announcement yeah i was like <laughs> who why do they do this but um they chelsea do need to be Luton Town for this to happen. So um, the Hatters, yeah. Norwich need to beat Liverpool at Anfield. As you know, one of those two things has to happen. But I actually think there's a reasonable chance that, and I shouldn't say reasonable, but I'd say they at least have like a 25 percent chance of winning that match. Just because, like Chelsea won the League Cup, they're in the title chase. They're Liverpool. Liverpool won. Oh yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool won the League Cup. Liverpool are in the title chase. Liverpool are up two goals. V Inter, you know, and they're in their Champions League. The mm-hmm. FA Cup is not, should not be their time. And Jurgen Club has never treated it like a massive priority, it feels like. So I wouldn't, I mean, they just played 120 minutes too, and they've got, you know, more big matches coming. Yeah. I, I feel like they should be playing like the youth players, the, you know, at Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like they should, no one who makes, who gets on the pitch should be young. No one should be older than like 20 or mm-hmm. younger than like 38. You know, yeah. it's like you want to play play your oldest and your youngest players. Like no Nico Williams is getting recalled from Fulham as we yeah, speak exactly. to play yeah. in this match. I, if Milner I, I, wants <laughs> wants some minutes, then we'll give we'll give Milner some minutes too. Curtis Jones, sense. here's the armband. I think that's right. Yeah, I actually think it's far more likely that Norwich beats Liverpool than um, than Luton beats Chelsea. Yeah. Luton, to their credit, have been having a pretty good season in the Championship. They're in the oh, playoff. They're in the playoff the, spots the, right now. The Lutonians. You know, I think it's it's possible. Um, um, so, uh, and then, you know, the other, the, the sad news, I was, I guess I wasn't surprised, but I was really, um, I did was you, really, did you cry? I didn't cry, but I did go out and buy a high quality bucket, uh, to sit on in my <laughs> home, <laughs> uh, with the news that, uh, Marcel Bielsa is gone. Very sad. Uh, I mean, he's just, I mean, there needs to be room for idealists, you know, in the, uh, in, in sports and mm-hmm. people who do it their way. And, those managers don't tend to be the ones who, who win everything. Like I, I feel like Pep is 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 an exception. In, you know, sure. like the the managers who kind of get in their own way, right, and won't play a pragmatic style. And so, um, yeah, it was very sad. I mean, that, but no one survives what they just did. 
right? Like, heads will have to roll. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's an abomination. Leads have been a complete abomination the last month you've been not long you've been kind of down in them all year and i i was hold like i was like uh i believed in them longer than i should have you know it was like it was like big fish you know like i was like uh, i believed in you longer Uh than anybody else yeah Uh, but i really thought that they were like you know uh like they were going to turn it around and that i it must be said that they lost the spine of their team right they lost arguably their top center back Mm -hmm their defensive midfielder and their forward. Not a lot of teams lose the spine of their team, but but that doesn't mean you have to lose 6-0 every game. No, and I think the, the credit being given to Bielsa is at no point did he throw his players on uh, under the bus. Did he yep. blame the injuries? He's a gentleman, and he's, yep. yeah, he's like the perfect combination of being a gentleman, also being yep. a yep. wonderful football tactician as evidenced by years at Leeds um, and just being a a cool guy and fantasy managers are going to miss Bielsa. Hopefully he's back in the premier league. Wouldn't that be great? Um, He should move to Everton like a pronto. Yeah. Um, But fantasy Italian. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mixing my languages. I'm sure Bielsa would get the point, but um, fantasy managers should love him because he was always very upfront about player injuries and lineups and things like that. He's like, I don't understand why I would hide this information from you. Press. This is just who we are. So bless him for that. And they attack. Oh yeah, like uh, what I really want is for Luton Town to come up and, and win every match uh, one nil, or or lose every match one nil. Like you know, we don't. I, I know nothing about Luton Town, by the way, but I, you know, I'm just saying, like some some generic club. Uh, again, I'm not saying Luton Huddersfield is on the hunt, club. and I don't think yeah, anyone exactly. listening, even Huddersfield, the one the the point five Huddersfield supporters listening, would yeah would uh, support this argument for Huddersfield. It's, yeah. Yeah. What is the chance? So right now we've got Fulham, Bournemouth. I'm, I'm okay with those. Fulham, two Bournemouth, Blackpool. Um, Blackpool would be fun. Not Blackpool. I'm sorry. Blackburn, hmm. uh, QPR, uh, Huddersfield, and Lutontown. Okay. Yeah. Yakubu's Blackpool are back home. <laughs> I hope he's still there. It would be cool if Yakubu was still there. He just never left. He just I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Former Premier League champions, Blackburn. But, uh, and then, you know, Sheffield United are still trying to get back into the hunt there. I think they're in uh, seventh place. Okay. Got it. And then, yeah, which, uh, uh, Chris Wilder is managing one of those clubs as well, right? Isn't Ooh, he? you're going to put me on the spot there. He's somewhere. <laughs> Middles, Middles, Middlesbrough. Yeah. Middlesbrough. Yeah. 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 The burger. The burger. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's uh, move on, Brandon. Uh, this has been a, especially a long intro, even by our standards. Uh, the uh, I did want to say a quick thank you. I mentioned the Patreon pods. We do them every week, and um, I did a, I did a solo one last week. It's kind of fun, Brandon, to pop out a solo one every now and again. But usually, it's you and me uh, kind of doing this this same thing. Uh, more, it's mm-hmm. more targeted preview. Um, usually, a little bit looser. Um, uh, some people prefer them, Brandon. Uh, and sure, in our wanna, Patreon uh, pod this week, we'll have the benefit of knowing what's gone on in the FA Cup round five matches right. midweek. Yeah, and the and the Burnley Leicester match. Which oh know, god, same yes. stuff too. Uh, so if you want to support the podcast, uh, and we'd really appreciate it if you did, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash Always Cheating and that extra podcast each week, Manager of the Month Award. Slack chat, which is uh, just really vibrant and lively. Uh, really, I, I don't know, just like uh, kind of nonstop all year, but it feels like, especially in the last couple of months, it's really picked up a lot of energy. Um, so if you want to do that, patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go to support the pod. We're going to take a break and get back and talk about game week 28. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Alright, we're back. Game week 28 is approaching. It's uh I actually I was kind of excited, but I was looking at the schedule for game week 28. I mean, so we have we have all these doubles, which is mm-hmm. Which is great, but we have no Friday matches, which, you know, it's fun to have the Friday sometimes, but it's also like it's a meaty Saturday mm-hmm. coming up, right? We've got, uh, and it kicks us up with, with leads. Uh, we'll see what happens if they have Jesse Marsh there. I and mean, we didn't really talk about him at the top of the pod. He's sort of kind of interesting, actually, you know, coached under Ragnick uh, when he was at um, RB Leipzig. Uh, mm-hmm. before he moved to RB Salzburg. And so he's part of this. I think he red- flipped it. Like he was at Salzburg in Austria, right? And then he came to Bundesliga for Leipzig. Well, he was an assistant coach at Leipzig uh, and gotcha. then moved and then moved to Salzburg. Won won the double yeah. twice there. Uh and then and then moved to uh back to Leipzig and was sacked after like three months. So you know, but who Didn't knows? Managers well. get sacked after three months all the time. So sure, I sure especially I the know, American yeah. ones. Yeah, especially the American ones. Yeah, and we have our Bob Bradley experience already, which haunts oh, me. God. So I, I'm like what terrified. What a total token hire Bob Bradley was. We're sorry, I'm, Bob. And then this photo <laughs> I just I shared on my our Twitter feed earlier of, of it was like it was him. It was Jesse Marge managing Leipzig in skinny jeans, like mm-hmm. super, like probably two sizes too small skinny mm-hmm. jeans, and and blue Air Force Ones. And uh, I was like, man, like this guy's getting made so much. Like he's got to he's going to win his first two matches like five nil, five nil for him not to be like a figure <laughs> of fun from the start. So we'll see what happens there. But we have uh, you know, so we've got a, a nice big block of matches on Saturday, Sunday, and then we've got a Monday, which I feel like we had not had a Monday Premier League match in ages. Yeah. Uh, outside of you know festive fixture um, type stuff, so and then we have the, and then we have the three doubles, which all take place uh, Thursday, March tenth. So which teams have doubles? We talked about Chelsea already, uh, and again that one is contingent. Uh, the other ones are, are locked in, uh, but if Chelsea have their double, they would play Burnley and Norwich away. And Chancer, I feel Chancer, our old buddy Dan hey, says, Dan. do we dare go back to the Chelsea? Well, especially given their likely game week twenty eight double. As someone who's been who has been burned by their defense before, I'm surprisingly keen to go there again on a wild card. So, yeah, yeah, what do you think about Chelsea? I think that Chelsea are a strange proposition to 
Premier League fans and fantasy players because it feels like they've been, you know, traveling the world for the last month. They've had a lot of blanks. They've gone and won trophies uh, in far off lands. Mm -hmm. And then they blanked again, even though they got back to England, they blanked again last game week or this current game week. So I I'm I'm not going to say I'm high on Chelsea, but I do think at least recent results, even the League Cup final against Liverpool, they technically kept a clean sheet. I think the defense is worth a look. Now, I I agree with Dan. I was also burned on double, triple uh, Chelsea defense. I think that their defense is overrated to the degree that you're going to be looking to Chelsea to double and triple up. Um, But, you know, I've got, uh, you know, Edward Mendy has been hanging on for dear life to my squad for God knows how long. And I'm actually kind of glad that I have him at the moment because he will be quite handy if Chelsea do, in fact, double in 28. God, that is so true. Okay, I, you know, when I was talking about you, Wildcard, well, I forgot that you had, you've somehow held on to Mendy. Yeah, I'll luck into weeks. it. We'll see. Yeah, uh, that is that that does that does change things a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, I wonder if you could even get to a bench boost type squad, you know, because you've got you've got Foster as well, right? It's probably, probably yeah, it's possible. There. Yeah, that could have two keepers who double. Uh, and yeah. then, you know, it, let's see who else would be in my bench boost. It would be two Burnley players going up against my Chelsea clean sheet watch. Yeah. And less, and, less uh, exciting, but you know, uh, but I, but I like the theory. So that's my read on Chelsea. What about you, Josh? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of there too. I, I don't know. I mean, it feels like, I mean, I had Rudiger for a long time. It was, it was you know, we had some, I had, I had Rudiger and James. I mean, you know, it's, it was kind of funny because I mean, I held on to them, you know, they basically, got me into the top, you know, whatever, 10 K. And mm-hmm. then, um, and then I actually kind of held on a little too long. I held on to both of them a little too long. And, um, and I, you know, I just kind of was never the right time to move Vertigo. So he was so solid and he started every week and, you know, it's just, it's, it's a funny thing with Chelsea. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of with you. I, I, it feels like we barely seen them play. Yeah. this 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 winter you know just because of all the the their cup commitments and and you know all these all these matches and so they you know i mean it was interesting watching their defense today i mean they're, they're just so rock solid um at the back and just you know snuffing out every mm-hmm. major attack but then you know the the flip side is that they can't score i mean they have yeah. you know i mean they have pulisic who you know can look very good at times and and mason mount and at yeah. times is how yeah. i would categorize every is a players. player where unfortunately he needs it to be put on a platter for yeah. him yeah uh, in a way yeah. yeah and uh you know when when havertz is you could say if, if zh were fit because he was like the one form attacking player that they had then yeah then i think maybe that's a conversation that fpl managers are having but otherwise as good of players as these attackers are, none of them are really in form as far as FPL, as far as fantasy is concerned. Yeah, I, they really aren't. I mean, you look at someone like Coutinho, and I would just much rather have Coutinho over Mount or, or Pulisic. Pulisic did score a nice goal in the Champions League uh, last week. I'll give him credit for that. He did. Uh, what? Yeah. Again, I feel like, yeah, he had to finish that, and he finished yeah. it well. Conte, you know, brought that ball all the way through yeah. the midfield to to put him in on goal. So I want to give Conte some credit there, too. <laughs> but, you know, even then it was like classic, like he fell over when he scored, and I was like, oh, that's like, that's Yeah, that's oh, no, his, his, his yeah. hamstrings yeah. are done. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think I, I'm really not the attack. Also, uh, for someone who is not planning to free hit in game week 30, I, I mean, I, I literally couldn't, I have no free hit chips left. Uh, if they have the double, that means they will not be playing a game week 30. Um, and because I don't want to drop any of my man, um, my Liverpool players, 
who will most likely play in game week 30. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to get too complicated here with all the different, like we'll know more at the end of this week. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to wait till Thursday to record, you know, this week's pod, but um, you know, we'll know more later this week. If Norwich beat Liverpool, that mm-hmm. would be so great from a fantasy perspective, wouldn't it? <laughs> because then you wouldn't have to worry about game week 30 at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Liverpool yeah. man United would, would be on for, for game week 30. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I, I, I have to think that Norwich are not going to win at Anfield, but you know, I not likely. It's a, it's a, not likely. Yeah. So um, the other American Josh yeah. Sargent might have something to say about that. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah. Balls we'll see in your yeah. court, Sergeant. Yeah. Handful of Americans kicking around right now. So, um, yeah. So if, you know, I just don't really want another player that I'm going to have to basically transfer out mm-hmm. in game week 30. Um, and so, yeah, so it just kind of takes all the, all the Chelsea assets, uh, you know, a little off the table for me. I mean, anyone that I'm really looking at for a game week 28 transfer, I would, I would ideally like them to be a player who, who also played in, in game week 30. And just, and just to uh, be really clear about this, the, the teams that do play in game week 30 mm-hmm. confirmed, like no matter what happens in the FA cup matches in the week are wolves and Leeds. Aston Villa and Arsenal and Leicester Brentford. Um, and the one that I think is very likely to happen as well is Burnley Southampton. That match happens if Southampton are beaten by West Ham in the FA Cup match. How likely is, okay, so like basically my season rests upon the result of this Southampton West Ham <laughs> FA Cup match <laughs> yeah. because I like desperately need Burnley to play because they have two Burnley players. Plus, yeah. I have South, so I have at least one Southampton player, but I don't know. Southampton are a form team. Yeah, that's West true. Ham are still still kind of cruising, but yeah. West Ham are not the West Ham that we saw a couple of months ago. So this is not a cut and dry thing. I think it is a total crapshoot for game week thirty. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of a funny thing. By the way, speaking of uh, free hits. Uh, we really kind of just like f- totally forgot about Shea Adams has <laughs> probably mm. been, uh, you know, like he's honestly had a fantastic run. I can't, I don't remember anybody talking about him in the lead up and he had two goals and an assist going into, going into yeah. game week 27 and he scored again. So he's got three goals and one assist. If you want to go back to game week 21, he's got four goals and one assist in his last six matches. I mean, it's reasonably impressive, you know? Yeah. I think he's, I think the reason Che Adams never came into the conversation is that, uh, Broja has bro, bro, Mm -hmm. has been in such great form and he's been so eye catching. Like he has scored fewer goals. He's gotten fewer assists than Che Adams, but, uh, you know, he just looks to be like the higher caliber of forward. Um, It's like a very Southampton problem to have. Like the better player is actually not the one to have, not the one to own. Yeah, I know. It's, but you know, interestingly enough, I mean, uh, Heisenhutl is from the uh, RB, the Red Bull school. Oh my God. They're everywhere, Josh. It's a takeover. It really is. It's like a takeover. We just need Christopher and Cuckoo to to join the Premier League and the takeover (laughs) will be there to dream, will be complete. So, um, Anyway, all right, so we've got Wolves, Leeds, Villa, yeah, Arsenal, Aston Villa, Leicester, Brentford, and then one of – actually, you know, the, the thing is if, if, if Southampton do beat West Ham in that match, it's actually kind of unlikely that we see um, West Ham – play at all in game week 30 uh, because they would be, they would be playing Spurs in game week 30 and Spurs would need to be beaten by there's that team again, Brandon Middlesberger. Oh. Okay. 
I know how to. I know that's not how you say it, but that's uh, we're going with burger on this on this pod, Brandon, because we can never. It's a pro burger podcast. We can yeah. never get that b r o g h uh, down. That's our Burda. American accents. Yeah, yeah. we so, tried, and that was not acceptable by anyone's standards. So it, it does make things a little bit tricky. Um, it it makes me the one move that I'm really considering this week would be um, to move Lacazette to. Watkins, which I, I needed Watkins to score this weekend for me to feel okay with that move. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Watkins did score this weekend. Thank goodness. Uh, and you know, it's in some ways it's a neutral move, uh, just because, uh, Arsenal do have a double themselves in, in game week 29, but it's, it's not as good of a double as the one that Villa have in, in 28, uh, in game week 28, Aston Villa play Southampton and Leeds, uh, and they play way to way to West Ham and then they play Arsenal in, in game week 30. So, um, that'll really be the, the Watkins versus Laka Derby. Yeah. And we'll see what, you know, what I should have done. In that, in and that it game. doesn't seem like Danny Ings has taken this opportunity no. uh, to, to prove himself better than Watkins or anything like that. So, yeah. um, it's wow, too bad. wow. He was <laughs> such a good, he was such a good fit at Southampton. You know, it's really, mm-hmm. really a shame. Elite, elite finisher. Uh, yeah. I don't know where he put those magic boots, but they're gone. So yeah, I'm pro Watkins as well. I that is like to get rid of Laka too ahead of game week thirty. Um, I see why you're doing it because you're stacked with your wild card optimized squad. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, I think for me it's going to come down to deciding between Laka and Ali Watkins to yeah. replace um, to replace Dennis. Yeah, I was really hoping that the uh, because Chelsea and Arsenal have a match to to be played still, and I was hoping that would be the match that was going to get rescheduled for twenty eight. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that that's coming down the line. Um, so let's let's move on to a couple more clubs, though. Brandon uh, Leeds, who we've talked about a little bit already with Jesse Marsh, they play away to Leicester, home to Villa. I think that Rafinha is is really manager. You know, man, it doesn't really matter who's there. I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine Marsh coming in and not playing Rafinha. Uh, I think Dan James probably also pretty safe. I mean, maybe he doesn't play as a, you know, um, you know, sort of opposition as a forward, but you know, I I still think he's going to get minutes. I mean, they, you know, I don't know who else you'd you'd play for like over him, you know? So, um, I mean, there's just not like a ton of attacking options that are like delivering right now. No, Gelhard is not going to dazzle the new manager so much that he drops Daniel James. Yeah. For him, I agree. But yeah, yeah I, th- I think Rafinha, above all of them, is yeah. a new manager comes in and says, well, this is our best attacking weapon. We have to build yeah. some tactics around him. I think it really, yeah. a new manager might benefit Rafinha. Yeah, and I think maybe with Dan James that he's just a little less appealing now because maybe he is the one who's a little riskier, right? You know, Rafinha, Locke, obviously the defense is out of the question. Uh, there's really no one else you'd consider. I mean, uh, Rodrigo to me has been, I keeps he, like all he does now is try to sh- score spectacular goals. I guess that's his thing. Like all, outside the Ain't box. It. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Jack, Jack Harrison is the wild card. Probably. I mean, yeah. not, not that he's looked good. No, he, he hasn't, No, but he, I don't think that it's because he's unfit or anything like that. Clearly, a lot of some of those players at Leeds are jaded. It's not working. And a new yeah. man, he, he just strikes me as a player who a new manager could light him up in a way. Yeah, I I, I hope so, because I, I really liked I thought he had a really nice run last year. And he's a mm. he's a player that I like to root for. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, he certainly wouldn't I wouldn't recommend bringing him in on a wild card. I mean, not, not, I know that you're not doing that, but he'd be the other sure. option. So maybe 
I feel like with, 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 yeah, I mean, so again, leads, I feel like there's enough ambiguity now that Rafinha becomes less appealing as a captain option though mm-hmm. for a game week, um, for game week 30 or 28, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I feel like before he would have been one of the premier captain options just because even though leads have been kind of diabolical outside of the last couple matches, they have typically shown an ability to score. I mean, we saw that in the man United Leeds match, right? Where they came on and scored yeah. two goals in, in two seconds, right? And and it's it's a good it's a good double for them. I mean, Leicester away at Villa at home. I'd expect them to score in both those matches, no matter who their manager is. So the way the way you said premier captain option, it sounded like you're in some sort of paid tier for FPL where uh, you know you get the luxury <laughs> the premier, premier captain. <laughs> uh, you know, it sounds great. Yeah. Um, Villa. So we talked about them a little bit already. I think Watkins now comes back into the picture. We de- needed that goal just to feel a little more confident. I mean, maybe now I'm not bursting with excitement about him, but again, plays in 30 has a good Mm -hmm. double in, in, in 28. They play Southampton and leads away. Um, you know, I think outside of, outside of what, uh, I mean, I think honestly you could consider one of their defenders. I mean, they've, you know, been defending reasonably well. I thought they, you know, they kept a clean sheet, um, over the weekend. Um, it seems like things are a little more solid. I mean, Lucas Dean, maybe a little bit of the shine is off the, mm-hmm. you know, the little, little whatever, the little, sure. little, little luster is gone, but yeah. Um, Maddie cash though, looked e- e- exceptional. Like many attacking opportunity he had, he had his goal, which was incredibly mm-hmm. well taken. And they had a second bite of the cherry. He had a second opportunity that, um, you know, you yeah. could, could have scored. You have really organically, I feel like, added on some of these British these British <laughs> expressions. I feel like I've heard you say "fine joy" before. You know, that's a real. That's like a no American has ever said that who who does not watch a lot of Premier League. I feel like that's yeah, what, really, what uh, can I yeah. say? I, I'm building bridges. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think yeah, Medi Cash. I mean, I, I guess Lucas Team would still be the pick, right? I mean, if you had to pick anybody in the defense, set pieces are just bread and butter for fantasy managers, and right. Dean has corners and and free kicks. So I w- agree. Yeah feels like you could get a handful of just cheap points that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so, um, all right. And, uh, yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, if, 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 you know, if he was cheaper then I think Amy Martinez would be on the table, but it's a really expensive, um, keeper to, to bring in, uh, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle are an interesting squad because they have the double double. They're the only team that have a double in 28 and a double in 29, at least so far. Uh, they play uh, bright at home, Southampton away. So really, really good in 28, 29, less so, Chelsea away. But Everton away, I think, is probably a reasonably decent fixture, especially given... It's a huge match. Yeah. Newcastle-Everton, a huge relegation strap match. Yeah, so that that doesn't that feels like that could be like a like a one one or I don't know, something like that. You know, I could certainly see Newcastle scoring in that one. So Mm -hmm. Joe Willick suddenly looking pretty decent. Um, You know, Chris Wood... Not so much. Um, it's like Brentford you know, are yeah. the worst team. I mean, Brentford are benefiting yeah. from their good start in the season. Yeah. They yeah. are yeah. by far and away the most crap team in the league right yeah. now. So yeah. uh, Newcastle a bit flattered there. So the fact that Chris Wood <laughs> couldn't get his first goal for the club in that sort of yeah. situation had some chances. Pretty too. pathetic. Yeah. yeah, he had a big he had a big chance. I think it was in the first half of that match. I, I couldn't quite bring myself to watch that one, Brandon. That was on the that was on the old goal rush app. You know, <laughs> they pop in. There was like a red card eight minutes into that one. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that one's that one's yeah. over. So um yeah I think well I mean defenders wouldn't really consider uh I mean you know if um if uh, Trippier were healthy, 
sure, I think he'd be on the table, but he's not. So uh, no one else really appeals to me. Uh, but I think Willink is a fine and interesting mm-hmm. option for 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 28. I actually like him a lot. I think I now that now that we've got the managerial stuff with Bielsa, I like him more than someone like Dan James. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you're not going to captain Rafinha, I'm not sure that that Willink is that much worse. I mean, it's a punt, you know, for <laughs> yeah. sure. But if you're if you're in the punt mode you know or you, you get one like, more fixture with Willick than you do with Rafinha exactly and so you have four chances to get some kind of return uh, you know in, in in two game weeks uh from from Willick to make it okay and um you know I don't know and so I, I you know I was gonna say that they, they, I don't think there's really any chance you know actually I mean they could they, they could have a double in 30 um as well it would require they Palace could play to, in 30 they wouldn't have a double yeah sorry I'm like you know I'm like looking at like 10 I'm like I'm like <laughs> We got a lot like of a grids. Minority going report here. over here. I got like a <laughs> screens everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it would require Palace to be beaten by Stoke in the FA Cup fifth round, which like Palace are not Why so not? great. Yeah, like it's like an impossibility. And Stoke have been okay in the championship this mm-hmm. year. I don't think it's you know an impossibility that that happens. So if that happens, the Newcastle would play in gaming thirty, and at that point. I think we'd have to really seriously consider some of Newcastle's players uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, I wonder St. Maximum would be someone I would consider over um, over uh, Watkins if he were healthy. And I don't know what he was supposed to be out for a couple of weeks. And um, so as of a couple of days ago, how was going to make a late call on St. Max? So yeah. that means we he hope, almost quote, we hope Allen yeah. would make it today, but he was some way short. This is some very uh, uh, read between the lines here. We're now keeping our fingers crossed and hoping we can get him ready for next week. I think he'll be a lot closer for that game. Hmm. It does not fill me with confidence, you know? Yeah, and Eddie Howe is like notoriously like uh, a a worm in press conferences. That's true. Yeah, that's 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 a good point so yeah and uh, you know that means probably he doesn't play he doesn't start it right if he comes you know he comes the way newcastle are going it's not you know they would they'll want him to they won't want to risk a reoccurrence they'll want him to be right for the could we could we blank slate our brains enough to consider joe linton could we do it could we go into the into the uh get the men in black sort of mind eraser sort of thing yeah yeah uh, no, I think my body would reject it, you know, <laughs> and fair, yeah, fair play to yeah. how for reinventing the guy, uh, yeah. you know, but they've reinvented the toaster how many times and I still don't own one. You know, I just can't, <laughs> you still don't own one. <laughs> I don't know. I actually have this That's crazy. I, I actually have this brilliant way. So they sell these for campers. It's like a mm-hmm. piece of iron, um, mm-hmm. with little like sticks on it. And you, I just put it on my gas, uh, stovetop. And okay. set my piece of set my bread on there, and I, I toast it with very, fire. Very complicated. I don't know. It's like you know. Don't tell me you have a toaster oven too, because those things just don't work. I, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, the counter space yeah. is the reason why. Yeah, toaster ovens are great if you don't mind waiting twenty eight minutes for one piece of toast uh-huh. <laughs> to be cooked. Um, all right. Well, we're uh, God. We're like halfway through these teams. All right. Let me do. Let's just let's just go through a couple of these a little more quickly here, Brandon. Um, so we have wolves. Wolves are, I think, the team that I would really spend a lot of time on if I were wildcarding mm-hmm. this week. Um, or, you know, I think you could consider, you know, I mean, Jimenez, I don't think there's a world where Jimenez is suddenly at risk of starting all the time. I think Jimenez, Fabio Silva was 
horrible. Yeah, which he, all, like, he almost always is. I know he's like 19 and, you know, what, yeah. I'm sure he, he could grow to be a great player. But mm-hmm. I think that Jimenez got – maybe he just had, you know, too many minutes, you know, whatever. I think he got his rest. I think he'll start both of these matches. I feel extremely confident about that. Uh, and it's it's Palace and Watford at home. I mean, those are – those are two strong fixtures. They they are. I mean, Palace have de- defended reasonably well, um, and and Watford have, have have you know cleaned things up too. I mean, Watford wouldn't even be in a relegation battle right now, Brian, if they could play Man United every week. But <laughs> you know, God. unfortunately, that's not an option for them. Uh, so I think uh, I think I mean I don't even understand that, right? Like Watford like conceded four to Palace just three days just, before it's you know? just total yeah. banter it's yeah, just banter it's crazy so um yeah so i think uh it, you know i think with wolves it's pretty um you just skip the midfield entirely uh no interest in matinho or neves um they're just too inconsistent you just don't know what you're gonna get from them mm-hmm. i'd rather i'd rather go with someone like willock at least he's in an attacking mm-hmm. you know mindset and um I think, you know, defensively, um, take your pick. I mean, it's actually a pretty stable defense right now, the mm-hmm. back line and, 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 and even the, the, um, the backs are, I think say, say Sir Kilman would be yeah. the two picks for me. Yeah. I thought, I thought Aiden Nori has looked really good too. I thought he had some great, uh, he did some really nice things in the, uh, Arsenal match and that match was just, I think they really had a negative strategy. They went mm-hmm. up one goal and just tried to hold on for dear life for the next 75 minutes. And it was just, was not, um, you know, I, I mean, it, it almost worked, I suppose, but I think it was just, you know, they really, they had moments where they were, you know, in the 18 yard box and they'd pulled back to the keeper. It felt like, you know, they're just like, they were not going to try to score in that one. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird match to get any real sense of, and I, I still think they're defending pretty well. I I've seen some talk that like their, their defense is slipping or something, but I, I think it's just, you know, I just think that they've, um, they're not conceding a ton of goals, you know, certainly. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, uh, so I think, yeah, I think one or two defenders, uh, Jose saw is probably still the keeper that I would consider on my, on a wild card right now. He's quite good. Yep. He's quite good. And, uh, so Southampton, uh, Villa away, Newcastle at home. Broya was a little disappointing in the, um, probably one of his worst matches for Southampton, yeah. unfortunately. Does that totally take him off the table for captaincy? I don't think so. Well, for captaincy, um, Tricky may, one, right? m- yeah, yeah, maybe. I think Broya f- still feels like a player where if you have him, that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. I think I think so too. Although I do think we'll talk about this. You know, I guess we'll we'll, we'll let's talk about it after we re- re- read out these teams because I think the captaincy is an important question here, and so let's we'll we'll, we'll pull it up to. Um, after this discussion, but, um, yeah, so Rojas I think, had one yeah. double digit return. That's a 12 pointer against crystal palace with the goal and an assist beyond that, uh, you know, six to eight points seems like his ceiling. Yeah. Um, it feels like he's going to have like some crazy match this year before could, the season's over, could, doesn't it? You could, yeah, if Jack yeah. Harrison can score a hat trick, anybody can. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. So, uh, something I think are really interesting if they, if they lose to West Ham, then, um, I think it's really, um, then you, you could look at a lot of like the two or three players from Southampton. I think James Ward Prowse is one of the most underrated mm-hmm. double game week players. Um, I just think Villa at way Newcastle at home, Watford at home in game week 29. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's great. And then they would play Burnley and Leeds, you know, assuming they play in 30, Burnley mm-hmm. and Leeds in 30 and 31. I think that he is a, a really great option. Uh, if, if you're looking to be a little bit different, um, JWP, right. how about this James Ward Prowse or Rafinha? If you had the money and could bring a new player. Mm. I mean, my gut says Rafinha, just shrewd fantasy upside. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
But it's true. I mean, it it, it is close uh, for sure because James Ward-Prowse, as you're suggesting, Josh, under the radar, will yeah. get double-digit returns. Yeah, just easy points with him, right? It's like, yeah. you know, corners, free kicks, pens, like, you know, none of these things are likely, but there's like enough yeah. like kind of small possibility type things that you, you, you put them into a double game week. Yeah. Right. Like I actually think that you could consider captaining James Ward Prowse in game week 26. Okay. So just, just the logic with Broha, just one double digit return. I said, sneeringly look Mm -hmm. at James Ward Prowse, only two double digit returns, West Ham in game week 19 Spurs 11. But uh, amongst those returns game week, starting in game week seven, I'll just give you the tallies nine points. 13 points, 9 points, 7 points, 6 points, 2 points, 11 points. Like, wow. a pretty considerable run <laughs> yeah. for this guy. We should be talking about him more in the podcast. Yeah, 6 goals, 4 <laughs> assists on the season. Yeah, what A is large like part of those come from the latter half of the season. And what, he's like 6.5 million or something like that, right? He's 6.5 like, on, bu- yeah, on, yeah. on, the, on the button. Eminently affordable. Yeah. Uh, I think that he is he is a real option. I, I don't really have any way to get him in my team unless I like drop Mo Salah for James Ward Prowse, which uh, I won't be doing. So mm-hmm. thinking emoji. But I think that Southampton. I've heard a lot of talk about uh, Villa and Wolves for for twenty eight. But I think that Southampton is and, and maybe Bro- Broha a little bit too. But I think Southampton, even their defense, I think you could consider. Um, and you know, uh, Kyle Walker Peters has suddenly looked terrific. Yeah. Yes, uh, looked really good on Friday. I thought as well. Yes. Um, so Norwich, I think um, we can skip, and Watford, we can skip. <laughs> right. Uh, so I mean, Ben yeah. Foster, great. Like, love to have him on the wild, you know, on the on the on a bench boost. Yeah, but, but you, know. Uh, you know, given where we're going, I think Foster is uh, he's not a player you want to seek out and look to start. Like, um, I was going to be playing him in game week twenty eight because of the double. Yeah. I would be, I would just be totally blissed out to find out that I could play Mendy with the double and not Foster yeah. because yeah. despite that Manchester United result, like lest you forget Watford stink. Yeah. 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 As he really was impressive though in that, in that match. I mean, credit yeah. to him. Um, so, all right. Uh, let's, let me, let me just ask you this question and then we'll take a short break, Brandon. Uh, mm. the best, the best game week 28 captain, who do you have your, Bus team armband on right now. Well, like a true normie, I've got my bus team captain on Mo Salah, who's home West Ham, and I've got the vice on Sun, home Everton, two single game weakers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to stay there, are you? You're not going to. I mean, I guess Salah could, could just go off in that West Ham match, but. I don't know. I mean, I look at my my other attackers bowen's on my bench liverpool away not interested he's probably going to become coutinho anyway yeah i'm not sure i want a captain coutinho maybe 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 it's between coutinho and rafinha if we're going that route up front i've got jimenez and dennis and i don't know just neither of those guys are gonna like blow the doors out yeah I don't know yeah um i i kind of like Coutinho. i mean i i have mine on on jimenez and my vice on Coutinho. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess with him and as it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's just two really good home matches and he's a great player. And I just, I think he'll do something in, in yeah. one and, and possibly both. Um, and you know, the thing is, he's not like, he's not a super explosive player, but you know, he's, it's, it would not be shocking if he kind of did what Lacazette did last week. Right. Which is get, you know, five pointers in two matches. Right. Mm-hmm. And just end up with 10 points, you know, total. You've got um, the security of penalties with Jimenez yep. as well, yep. which is good. 
Yeah. And they'll be I, attacking I, more in those matches, I think, too. And I think Coutinho, I, I might get there with him. I need to think about it a little bit more. Um, you know, it would have been nice to see him do anything the last couple of matches. Mm-hmm. Um, would have given me a little more confidence. But I think he's still, he's probably the most fun player. You talk yeah. about a player who could get like 20 points in a double. I think he's, he's up there. Um, I really think if I... We're doing it over again. I would have Ward Prowse, and I would really consider captaining him for uh, for game week twenty eight. So wow. okay. I think I think he's up there. I, the, none of the singles really. It's just not my style. I just can't captain Sal on one when I have all these doubles. I just I, I don't want to go into that Thursday without a captain. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like just doesn't seem fun to me. I don't know. West Ham <laughs> West Ham's defense has been a little better the last couple of weeks. I'm not even sure how you know, but it, they have been a little bit stronger. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think, um, I, that, that's kind of, it actually feels like a fun game week to me because unlike this week where somehow Voot Veghorst had 154% effective, nothing like is a better example of where we are this season than Voot Veghorst having 154% effective ownership, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, it's like the season of like the kind of everyone, you know, coalescing onto the same yeah. picks, you know, it's like no one knows where to go or what to do. So somebody's like, let's go over here and. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's still safe. Could still work. It's often worked this year, but, um, you know, so I, I think this, this does feel like a week though, where you could, you could be a little, a little riskier with some of your picks. And I think even Broja, you know, I don't know, maybe like, you know, it feels like, um, those doubles just give you two chances to maybe do something. And, mm-hmm. um, what about like someone like Rudiger? Would he, Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, I think that's fair because I think you've got two very clean sheet worthy fixtures with Chelsea. If that Norwich double comes in for them, that would be Norwich and Burnley. I mean, you've got Mendy. That would be like the most like baller move. If you captain Mendy in in game week 28, it could be like, it's like, it's high risk to be sure, Mm -hmm. right? Like one defensive player slips in the wet grass and, you know. And and you're down a goal, but like, it, but like it, it could, but it could be awesome too. Like you could be, you know, you could be on. If you get a couple saves, a couple bonus points, that could be wheels like are turning. Point. I feel like yeah. there's the Mendy revenge game as well, where uh, Chelsea get a penalty and Mendy steps up to take it. Just, just, oh, just wow. to show Keppa who's boss. Yeah, I mean, how did Mendy feel about getting subbed? I wonder. That he must have been pre-planned, right? I, yeah, certainly. I I think it couldn't have been too sour because it they must have yeah. known this was going to happen. Yeah, but still, think, it's yeah. still dumb. Like everyone yeah. talks about Tim Kroll like, for Netherlands in the World Cup in Bengal, and that was that was dumb. Even though that worked, that was still dumb. Um, yeah 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 that's true although that was like a famous it's famous because it works so well right and so so um all right well i and i think you know we talked about rafinha a little bit earlier i think there's just a a little too much i mean you could see the new manager bump right so it could go either way uh with with leads and i wouldn't be surprised if they did play a little bit better the next couple days but their identity was just so closely wrapped up with bielsa that i just don't know what they look like without him there and it just it worries me i don't want to captain a player with that kind of you know, confusion in the air it just feels, you know. Yeah, it's true. It's going to be a test of the fans, the fans. And I think Leeds will be in good stead because their support will be so good. So like, what well, do they have? Are they playing at home in uh, either of these just against Villa? So that's going to be an interesting match with the home home fans in attendance against Villa in game week 28. Yeah, I think that that will be a fun. Um, that'll like there we go. That'll be the first big test, right? I think that's the first. That's the first match of the weekend too, right? So, oh no, it's uh, Leicester is their is their first one. So, yeah. um, 
Uh, they're away for that one. It'll be the final match of the game week. Uh, Leeds Villa. Blockbuster fantasy. That's fun. That will be fun. All right. So, uh, Brian, let's take a quick break. We'll get back. We have a couple more questions that we want to tackle for game week 28. All right, Brian, we're back. It's the game week 28 lightning round. Good to have the lightning round, Brian. Mm. Yeah, there's been so much content, Brandon. That <laughs> too we much. Had to talk of, too much content. All right. It's been hard for us to do lightning rounds because there's just so much going on. And so yeah. this is a, a few quick hit. Uh, I shouldn't say quick hit because these are important topics, but uh, just a few things we want to talk about, um, kind of swing around and, and discuss and um, mailbag style. So. Um, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about chip strategy. Um, you know, the best chips to use in game week 28, uh, you, we talked a little bit already about, about the wild card question. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I laid out my, my thoughts on this. And, and to me, it's just, um, I, if you, if you, because AJ said, you know, for those other major chips still left, what seems to be shaking out is the best strong finish chip strategy, right? So you could, you could free hit in 28. So also applies to 29. You could wildcard in 28. You could bench boost. And that's what I'm planning to do is bench boost to give me 28. Mm -hmm. um, or you could um, just, just play it straight up, right? Uh, but I think there's enough interesting matches in here, right? I mean, we're talking about one, two, three, four. You know, assuming that Chelsea has this double, we're talking about eight teams that have doubles. A lot of them are pretty good. And they're kind of fun doubles. Like they're sort of like Southampton and, and Villa and even Leeds. Like these are like, like you don't really know what you're going to get with them. And so mm -hmm. like, that's, it's kind of fun in a way. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know, like it's, it feels fun to lean into them because it would not be stunning if Dan James had a 15 point return or something like that. Right. Just some random, you know, it's like, you kind it of would be like, stunning. Let's like, be it, clear about that. Like, like, yeah, it would be, but it was, it was stunning when Harrison had that hat trick. Like, where did that come from? Right. The, you know, so, yeah. but just like, they're all, they're all like in that kind of mid table tier where it's like, they're not, I'm just trying to scrape out one nil wins, right? Sure. You know? Um, so, yeah, it should you know. be like a high fly-in, like classic, like vintage yeah. Premier League game week where we've exactly. just, yeah, so. we've got lots of, uh, lots of robust teams going at each other. So I, I think I laid out a strategy for the wild card, uh, you know, at the top of the pod. And I, I just feel like it's an aggressive strategy and one that I think is worth, is worth trying. The, the trick, of course, is, you know, it really depends on, I mean, you know, AJ talks about major chips. I mean, it, it sort of varies for everybody, right? I mean, mm -hmm. some people have like everything left. Uh, I, in my case, I've used both free hits and a wild card. So I, I, got, I only have two left. It's possible I use them both in 28 and 29. Yeah. So for me, uh, my, my strategy with just the two left is to keep an eye on 30 with my transfers. And, um, and which I'm sort of okay with because um, it's going to be a... Uh, you know, if it shakes out like we think it's going to, it's not going to be a high scoring game week. Right. Yeah. And so it's not, I'm not going to, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not going to have to burn minus 16 or something like that. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's a game where you could go into with nine or 10 players and it's probably mm -hmm. fine. Um, and so, you know, I'm really, I, I just want to focus on having, you know, as many doubles, doublers as I can the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And my thinking right now is that I'm going to captain triple captain Mo Salah in 29 and, you know, it's obviously not as good as and nowhere near as good as the one that he had before. It's a way to brighten in a way to um, Arsenal, but it's Mo Salah and he's terrific and mm -hmm. and they're in, they're in the title chase and I can't imagine him resting for these for these two matches. So mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's where I'm leaning right now. It's like I could sort of I could hold on to it, you know, and mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, put it on a 
Man City player down the line, right? Like a you know, assuming Man City don't play in game week thirty, for example, they're going to have a double. You know, no one, no yeah. one has or will again triple captain a Man City player after Leroy Sané, uh, you know, five yeah. years ago. So we even saw with the free hit this week, right? It was like we all tried to find the right trio of Man City players, and it was like in the end, it was it was Foden. You know, he's the, he had an unassisted goal. It was always like, you, Foden. Yeah, exactly. What so, was funny about that? The bonus point outlay from that match was stones laporte diaz and Cancelo. the, the four defenders yeah, yeah uh just yeah, yeah. and it, it really is the narrative so it's yeah. so interesting how the narrative at city has evolved over the last two seasons where they are now just the standout elite defensive team where yeah you know yeah. gone are the days of claudio bravo and otamendi yeah. etc yeah that's true yeah um, so I think that, um, some ways it depends on if you're trying to make up ground. Um, I think the, uh, I'm not, I just don't know what we're going to see down the line. I mean, we sort of talked about mm-hmm. postponements and how they could affect things down the line. I mean, Man United could have a nice double with, with Norwich, um, at some point, depending on how they're, how they're FA, actually, no, they're out of the FA cup, but it sort of depends on how all these, it just sort of like there's a lot of things that could happen. Nor- Norwich are kind of unlikely unless they beat, um, unless Nor- yeah. Norwich beat um, Liverpool. Like, we keep talking about this match. So it's only this is a crucial match, Brandon. This Norwich Liverpool FA yeah. Cup match. Well, I think the one thing, the important thing to note, if you're a manager who is not planning to play chips in the next couple of weeks, is what is your next opportunity? And I look up into the heavens and I see uh, Ben Crellin smiling down upon us and. Yeah. His 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 confident suggestion is game week 36 will probably see six teams double in that mm-hmm. week. And yeah. that would be a game week in which you could um, you know, play your triple captain or your bench boost. Uh, sort of, I, for me, I, I'm hanging on to my wild card for after game week 30, but I don't think it, it just doesn't feel like the type of season where I want to wild card in 35 just to play a bench boost i'm with you josh i don't think the fixtures yet to be made up are like so compelling that it's um gonna be a wildly transformative game week um nonetheless i think for me the bench boost was just gonna come down to i'm confident all my players are gonna start and i like their fixtures yeah i mean that's I, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get all these double. I mean, I, the way I mean, the the whole appeal of of wild card in 26 was to give yourself a great bench boost team in 28, and so I I do like my bench boost team right now for 28, but mm-hmm. um, I just don't know. Um, and I think you could do that for 28 and for 29 as well. I think you could set up a team that was quite good in 28. You know, you didn't take advantage of all the doubles, but was extremely good for 29 and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, looking at that, it's, you know, just depending on whether you already had three Liverpool, uh, I mean, the, the teams that have a double in 29 Spurs, right? So, I mean, Spurs have a double and Kane and son look like mm-hmm. they're, you know, I mean, you know, if I had Kane, um, you know, captaining him or triple captaining him in 29 would be an option as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arsenal have, have, um, a double in 29 Everton play Wolves in Newcastle at home. Although, I mean, it's obviously hard to make a case for anyone on Everton at the moment. Uh, Newcastle have a double as well and, and Brighton too. So you, you could probably find a team that was quite good for 28 and then also had double game week options. So like Dubrovka, for example, is a good double game week keeper for, mm-hmm. for 29, right? Um, you know, if you wanted to, if you wanted to bench boost, like you would be an option for, for that. So I think that's what I would keep in mind if I was wildcarding in 28 is like, how do I set myself up for both of them? Mm-hmm. And ideally, you Word know. Word of caution though is like, 
Kane don't play in game week 30. So don't, yeah. uh, you know, if you don't have another free hit left, don't find yourself in that situation. Yeah. That's why it's so hard to talk about this because there's just mm-hmm. so many different, uh, like, you know, yeah, if you have all your major chips left, then I think wild carding in 28, bench boosting in 29, um, free hitting in 30. And mm-hmm. then I guess you'd still have what i mean all major chips they, play they, another they, wild card. yeah i don't <laughs> even know yeah i don't how many do you have i don't know yeah exactly you got yeah i got two wild cards still yeah um yeah you didn't play the triple captain on mo in in, in 26 mm-hmm. so um so it, it just it just depends but i i just feel like the thing that we're waiting to wild card or that we're waiting to bench boost for it's like we, we've trained our brains that it, that should be game week 36 right or like mm-hmm. somewhere down the line but it's like it's right here like right now we've got two big doubles right in front of us and i mm-hmm. think that um now seems like the right time to to strike so that's that's kind of my thinking on on chips it's just just that um don't just just burn them just burn burn them all mm-hmm. um all right let's move on though uh stephen curtis says given that west ham don't have double game weeks and have a Liverpool next is it time to move off bowen uh could use the funds for mount sakatino etc so that's that's where you are right now right yeah bowen, bowen is gone like i i have um midfield is where i want to move and mm-hmm. i've who doesn't double in my midfield? It's Salah. I'm not selling him. Mm-hmm. Hungman son. He has a double in 29. He's hosting Everton in 28. He stays. Yeah. Jared Bowen away Liverpool, as mentioned, no doubles. Blanks in game week 30, um, uh, almost certainly. So he's gone. Yeah, I do think it's time. I think Bowen is an interesting player to talk about because his returns have it's not that they've like dried up seems like too fine a point to put on it, but, um, and he's good, but he's not so good that he, he should be undroppable for fantasy managers. And that's just like, you have to sort of kill, kill your darlings is a famous phrase. And that's what we're doing with Jared. Now, this is what happened when I wildcard in 26, I was like, all right, I'm going to wildcard out and build my, build my squad for maximize 26 and 28, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was like, but I'm keeping Bowen and I'm keeping Kinsella. Those guys can't go anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it's like you start tinkering and tinkering and you're like, maybe I do drop Bowen. What, you know, <laughs> it's like, a, what if I do? Uh-huh. Um, Hollow man know? style. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking of, um, <laughs> uh, I was thinking of, uh, what's his name? The, uh, uh, from the Lord of the Rings, you know, it's like, maybe I will keep it. You know, what, what, why shouldn't I? Boromir. So, yeah. I think it's, uh, what's his name? The, um, Gollum. Samwise, yeah. Frodo, uh, I'm naming all the characters. Who's the I guy know. from the Hobbit itself? The uh, the Hobbit. The uh, what, what <laughs> oh, the name? old guy, uh, Ian Holm. Well, I mean, what is his character's name? <laughs> Bilbo. Bilbo. Oh my god, Bilbo Baggins. I just needed. His, I don't know. You know, it's been talking for a long time already. So Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Anyway, there's like a famous um, meme of him going, "Well, why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't I do this?" So anyway, uh, so I dropped. Uh, so I dropped Bowen, and um, and then and then Cancelo was the harder one, where I was like, "Am I really?" going to do this am i really going to drop cancelo Mm -hmm. um and um i did because it's just so hard to to keep these double game week players when um or to keep the single game week players when you have these these doubles you know and and they're they're kind of expensive too right i mean why have cancelo when you could have killman I know. Yeah. But it's really, it's really just trying to maximize those, those doubles, you know? And, um, so yeah. And, you know, so far it's worked out. Okay. I mean, he had a one point or 26 and then I brought him back in, um, on my free hit in 27. So I event, I expect him to, to kill me, um, at some point and, and, you know, destroy my, my overall rank. But, uh, I recall, so I dropped, uh, Cancelo ahead of the Manchester Derby, 
um, in, in game week 11. That's when mm-hmm. I got rid of him, and he yeah. came through with a 14 assist match, right? Yeah. Ah, I remember that match well. Um, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Bowen can go. I think, um, you know, another question sort of related to this is, um, you know, if you weren't bench boosting in 28, would you bench any Liverpool assets you might have for double game makers? Obviously not Salah, but would you consider benching Trent or I don't know, Van Dyke or Robertson, any, anybody like that? Mm-hmm. Van Dyke, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the the defense looked pretty challenged against Chelsea, despite keeping the clean sheet, but you know yeah, the sheer force of, of attack yeah. from Trent. Yeah. No, I, I, I would personally. My view is I would not bench Salah or Trent yeah. or Robertson. No, um, I wouldn't either. I don't even think I'd bench Van Dyke. Honestly, um, I, you know, it's like, what are you going to bench Virgil Van Dyke for Joe Willick or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, as much as I think he's like a Joe Willick is an option in game week 28, I still feel like Van Dyke is, I mean, we saw him in that Leeds match, right? Like, I feel like he's really developed. I, I don't know why it took him kind of so long in his Liverpool time to become so lethal on, on corners, you know, but it feels like he's really the Leeds um, goal yeah. was like impossible to not score. There was nobody within like six feet of him, but, yeah. um, but yeah, yeah he, he, that guy, the guy is a presence in the box for sure. Yeah. Just interesting. His first three seasons in the premier league, he had three, one and zero. Like how could Virgil van Dijk ever go in a season without a, without a scoring a goal, like on a header. Sure. Uh, Jordan Pickford, uh, annihilating his, his ACL. As well, well, that's I, that. Well, that, yeah, I wasn't counting that season, okay. but I, I was looking at his, I think it was his Southampton run. I gotcha. Oh, at the Southampton. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, I think we're, I think we're on the same page there. Certainly about Bowen. Kinsella was obviously a trickier one and maybe not advisable. Um, that's, it's borderline certainly. Um, and the final question here, Brandon is from Nick C and it's about under the radar options for double gaming 28. Mm -hmm. And he says, who are a few differentials target over the next few weeks for those of us have ground to make up and feel like being brave. Now, during this podcast, I've been trying to throw (laughs) some of these names in because I know that's what a lot of people are thinking about, right? Uh If you're 38 points back, you know, there's plenty, plenty of time to make that up, but you do want to start thinking about this, right? You want to start thinking about players who maybe everyone isn't moving to, right? There's a kind of movement, especially this season. It just feels like it's like everyone kind of, if they feel like they arrive at these conclusions independently, (laughs) and then you look and you're like, how did all of us, you know, uh-huh. end up with this transfer, this player? <laughs> it's an amazing quote from Pete Campbell in Mad Men where he's like, I'm an innovator. Direct mail. I thought of that. It turned <laughs> out it already existed, but I arrived at it independently. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, I have a couple names here, and I'll, I'll just name them like in a, in, a, in a row, I guess, and then you can tell me if you have any other thoughts, Brandon, and mm-hmm. any, anyone else, or, or, or if any of these names appeal to you. Sure. Um, so Ward Prowse, we, t- we talked about Joe Willick, um, James Madison. Now, obviously not for game week 28, but I think there is going to be a time when we really want to consider Lester players. Um, they have a fixture in game week 30. They've got a bunch of doubles to make up still. Mm-hmm. So just planting the seed for, for James <laughs> Madison. Maybe mm-hmm. it could be, it could be a real benefit in getting him early. Um, and uh, Gabriel Martinelli, I like as well because, and the reason why is that, the wild, the game week 26 wildcarders generally didn't bring in Martinelli because he was on a red card, mm-hmm. right? So he didn't play in the first fixture in game week 26. So if you're in the top 100K or, you know, or just in general, honestly, because he's, he's an excellent player. But if you want a way into Arsenal that maybe is a little 
less popular, right? Mm-hmm. Or just like a little bit different. I think that Martinelli would be a player to consider. He's also really cheap. I think he's 5.3 million. So mm-hmm. he's a player that you could bring in. They have a double in 29. They also play in 30. So I think that he'd be one to consider. Um, Chris Wood, Shea Adams, those are in the full on like, sure. I don't know. You know what? It, you know, let's have some fun uh, territory. Uh, DeBrock, we talked about. And then Reese James, too. And Reese James is a, is a, is a real um, kind of um, low floor, high ceiling mm-hmm. option, I think, for 28. I like the Arsenal direction because Arsenal are a team, a top team who have a lot to play for. Yeah. You know, they have the games in hand, but they still have to win those games to get into the top four. Yeah. And they're going to need to score goals. Martin Odegaard, I think, is in that category, Josh, of uh, unpopular uh, Arsenal players who have potential. Yeah. And he's yeah. at 6.5. He's yep. like, how many goals has Odegaard scored this season? 5.5 is his price tag. How many goals he scored this season? I'm going to say six. Mm, four goals. Yeah. Four goals. Four okay. goals. Yeah. Three assists. Okay. Um, so I do think I do think he's an interesting option, and yeah. he never sweats, which concerns me. Like I've never <laughs> that hair, seen that never hair seen looks. A, yeah, yeah, the hair's always perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the opposite of Kevin De Bruyne. He's the he's the yeah, uh, non pink, non sweaty Kevin De Bruyne. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I brought in Tierney, um, who I thought had some appeal and, you know, it's funny because Tierney is basically canceled out by Martinelli. Like Martinelli is so good on that mm-hmm. left flank mm-hmm. that he sort of took over, like you don't need Tierney to do that anymore. You know, <laughs> it's too bad because I think Tierney's a pretty good crosser, but, yeah. um, but Martinelli just kind of owns that spot now. And so he's not really as, um, does, it makes Tierney a little less valuable. I think you're probably better off just going down to Ben White now at 4.5 million. I don't want to mess with the Cedric thing. Cause I don't know when Tommy Oscar is going to come back at some, get point, out of right? here with yeah. the Cedric talk. No, yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. So, and Gabriel would be fine. He's just kind of expensive. Um, you know, yeah. he's actually a little more expensive than, um, than tyranny. Um, and I think tyranny is pretty safe pretty safe choice as well. So if you, if you want a little more attacking potential, I think tyranny is there, I mean, tyranny's ownership is 12%. Uh, Ben White's is 12%. What do you think Gabriel's is Brandon before I pull it up here? Well, I'm actually looking at it right now. Josh, <laughs> okay. So I see that it's 6.7. Okay. I was hoping they'd all be 12. I kind of wanted to go all the way down. I'm like, I wanted Rob <laughs> Holdings ownership to be 12%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even um, Callum Chambers yeah. now at Aston Villa, 12%. 12%. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Tomiyasu, um, he's still in that 75% category, but he hasn't played since game week 21. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Arsenal is a, is a good place to go. I think we, we talked about this a, a fair amount already, but I actually think one of the things that makes game week 28 so fun is you can go different with your transfers. Like mm-hmm. you could just, you know, we're talking about Coutinho, but I think James Ward Prowse would be an equally mm-hmm. interesting option there. Um, and you can, you can go anywhere with your captaincy. And I think that's a really fun spot to be for 28 where it's, you know, it's just really fun to go into a week and be like, you know what? I'm just going to captain Ollie Watkins and just see what happens, you it's know, free for all. Yeah, exactly. And I think there, that, that is kind of a fun uh, feeling going into a game week that you, cause I, that's just kind of what I missed a little bit this season with things feeling mm-hmm. a little samey is it's fun to go in a week where you've got, six or seven different players than anybody else, or at least yeah. at least at the very least a different captain than everybody else. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So, so bring on game week 28. Good luck to everyone. I think that kind of wraps up all of our yeah. talking points for this okay. preview. I believe it does. Okay. So let's close out by uh, once again, mentioning the always cheating Patreon, Josh, if you want to thank the cheaters and get more FPL content in return, 
please visit us at patreon.com slash always cheating. Find multiple tiers there, one that fits your lifestyle uh, mm-hmm. and get access to lots of cool stuff like our additional ad free weekly podcasts, Slack chat, etc. Now's the time where we thank all of our producer patrons. Josh, I'll pass the mic to you to say thanks. Sounds good. Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, thank you to all these people. To, to Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Brian Savage, M- Martin Savage, Brian T., The Big Gaffer, Bamas Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Boydner Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Farberg's Go Gang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsay Rostell, Anton Markoff, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Karen Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey, you want Chris Carter? I haven't heard from you in a while. Come reach out to us. What's I can up, see how Chris? You're doing. Yeah. Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney. What is happening with this media group too, Brendan? I want to know, you know, what's, what's we need the quarterly yeah, report guys. Exactly. Exactly. We need, I want an annual report too from 2021. <laughs> uh, ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Majoria. Thank you to Shiv. We should have thanked him at the top of the podcast, Brendan, but thank you to Shiv for, for jumping on the pod this week. It was really, Absolutely. I thought he did a terrific job and um, he's a terrific guy too. Yeah. So he's the um, best. Yeah. So, uh, Ron Frost, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus, you know, us, uh, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Cal Robbie, Todd Byerly, Elper Paxoy, Martin Opseth, Lee Hickman, Bugger Paulson Kruger, Jazz Benning, Francis Moore, Bandage by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, the Saint, FPL Pessimist, and our newest producer patron, Zerkan. Thank you to everybody. Awesome. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to Always Cheating wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hell Cheaters, Instagram at Hell Cheaters, Facebook, etc. Visit our website for all this information and more. It's alwayscheating.com. Oh, man. I just like content keeps coming, Josh. I would kill for just a normal. uh, We were talking about just like movies for the last 10 minutes of the podcast. But no, I, I feel exhausted right now. Yeah, we covered a lot, a lot of ground, and uh, we got another double next week. So, uh, oh yeah. god, here we go! Buckle up, buckle up. Well, this buddy. is fun. This is where the sausage gets made, Josh. Exactly, and it's a fun double. I think this is really, uh, this is one of the more uh, interesting doubles. I think there's really some. You, you kind of can't go wrong because there's no, like, if you make there's like every choice you make is a little bit of a punt, right? Mm-hmm. It's like so whatever you make, you're not going to be like going against the obvious pick. Like Coutinho, sure, he's probably going to be one of the more popular transfers, but that is a punt. Like he is not a rock solid option yeah. for a transfer or a captaincy for that matter. So um, it feels very wide open. You're reminding me of my tactics reading choose your own adventure books when I was a kid. I would always try to find the path where you die in the end because yep. that was kind of cool and fun. Oh, yeah, it's like Oregon Trail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've learned a little bit more about my psychological uh, FPL brain. Okay, that yeah, explains it. That is interesting. Yeah, careening towards doom. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, thank you to everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Poku forever. <laughs>